0: What I'm excited about is that he watches over his word and performs it. So that means that if you are believing God for a miracle, he's going to watch over this word today. He's going to build faith in your heart through the word of God. He's going to watch over it and perform a miracle in your situation and in your life. Do you believe his word is true? Hallelujah. Don't want to wake up the baby. (laughs) Hallelujah. So let's look at what a miracle is, okay? A miracle, I have three definitions here. An extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs, the healing miracles described in the Gospels. An extremely outstanding or unusual event, thing, or accomplishment. A divinely natural phenomenon experienced humanly as the fulfillment of spiritual law. Who here has ever experienced a miracle? We should all be raising our hand because we all are new men and women in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away, and all things have become new. We couldn't be a new person except that we received a miracle. Hallelujah. But I believe that we are in the last days, and I believe that we're going to see more and more signs, wonders, and miracles. Why? So that we can testify, so that we can show the way and show the people that our God is God. Amen? Our God is God. So when we see God and his presence and we pray, we should be praying in faith, correct? We're praying because we're believing that God hears us when we pray and we're believing God for his divine intervention in our situation, in our life. When we do that, when we pray in faith, we believe that we're going to see a miracle from heaven. Isn't that true? We should be people who believe in miracles because we serve the God of miracles, the God of signs and of wonders. Who here has ever read the B-I-B-L-E? Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay, if you haven't, if you've only heard, you might have heard or you might have seen that he um, raises the dead. He casts out devils. He heals the sick, right? And this is not something of his past, but of his present and of his future because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if we see God healing, delivering, setting free, providing in the word of God, that means he's still doing those things today, amen? Amen? So we're not speaking of what was or what is to come, but what is present. He is the God of miracles, Hallelujah. Romans 8.28 says this, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. What is he saying here? He's saying that God intervenes on the lives of those who love him with miracles. We know that God causes miracles to work out for our good because we love him. He intervenes, he interjects, he helps us out and works things out for our good. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3.20 and 21 says, Now to him who is able, how many of you believe he's able? Hello, he created the heavens and the earth and everything that is in the earth. He is the God of the miraculous. He has more than enough, right? And so it says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to the power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let me just point out something here. He's able, first of all. He is able to do it. Whatever it is that you need him to do, he's able. There is not one single thing, unless it's contrary to the word of God, there's not one single thing that he is not able to perform. Okay? But it says this. According to the power that we're on. It says, exceedingly abundantly above all we do what? Ask or think. So we have a part to play. We have to ask because we're in faith. You wouldn't be asking if you didn't believe that he could do it. You have to ask or you have to think that he would be able to do it, right? So according to your faith, it is done unto you. You give him the permission to work on your behalf in your situation. And God loves you so much that he wants to work things out for you. He said it in 3 John 1-2, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, that you would be in health, and that your soul would prosper. He wants you blessed, spirit, soul, body, and mind, right? But we have to ask in faith that he's the God of miracles, and we have to think that he would do it for us. We have to actually think and believe that God would want to intervene, that he loves us enough to intervene in our situation. So I'm going to show you today that God wants to give you a miracle. Amen. And I believe today, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that God is going to watch over his word and perform a miracle in your life. Hallelujah. Why can I say that with confidence? Because he is able. He said he is able. Amen. In Jeremiah 32, 27, he says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is there anything too hard for me? No, there is not one situation, not one situation that's too big or too small for your God to handle. There's not one situation that is too complicated for him to unravel. Who here has had some lights to untangle? It's (laughs) Complicated. I like throwing them away and going to get a new batch. (laughs) But God can untangle anything. He can unscramble eggs. Yes, he is able. In Luke 18, 27, Jesus replied, what is impossible for man? is possible for God. What is impossible for you to figure out is possible for God to work out on your behalf. Hallelujah. Let it soak in. God is able and he wants to perform a miracle in your situation. You might actually be feeling down. You might be feeling like there's no hope for your situation. You might be feeling like uh, there's, you know, there's no hope in this situation. Um, you might be feeling like you know, how, how can he work it out because you're trying to figure it out with your own thoughts. But God is able. And if we will just give it to him, he will work it out for our good. And sometimes not in the same way you would think and not um, in the same time frame you would think, but have faith. He said, nothing is too hard for me. I remember this man um, he, in the Bible in Mark 9, 22 through 24. I'm just going to give you like a highlight of the, the, the um, story here. But this man, <clears throat> his son is demon possessed. I mean, it's pretty severe, the situation. Um, this, this man's son is demon possessed and he's thrown, he's being thrown into the fire, thrown into the water. He, he's, the devil's trying to kill this boy right? And, and so often the enemy tries to kill, steal, and destroy our lives, our peace, our finances, our marriages, our families, and, and he'll try. But if you will go to God, he can work something out for your good that you couldn't have done before. This man had dealt with this boy, this boy being deemed possessed for, for years, and now he approaches Jesus and he says this, He said he's been often thrown into the fire and the water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus stops him there. I mean, obviously, he's approaching him because he believes that he can, but his words say, if you can. You wouldn't go to Jesus if you didn't believe he could do something about it. But yet, his words are saying, if you can. And Jesus stops him. He's like, wait a minute. If I can, everything is possible for anyone who believes. Everything is possible. There's not one thing. He covers it all right there. Immediately, the boy realizes what he did and what he said, and he exclaims, I do believe. Help me to overcome unbelief. Help me. And I think that this is where many Christians are when we're believing God for something. We're believing with our heart that Jesus can and he will do this thing for us. But our mind, remember, he will do according to, you, to what you ask and what you think. So we need the two to line up. We need our heart and our mind to line up and believe. Cast down the thoughts and imaginations that are contrary to the fact that Jesus can and will heal, deliver you, set you free, provide for you, and whatever else it is that you need. Get your mind renewed with the word of God and realize he can, he will, he wants to, and just claim it as as fact. Amen? If I can... Everything's possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help my unbelief. Well, you know that boy was healed. He was delivered. He was saved. He was set free. Everything that he needed, he got from the Lord. Because that man got his brain, his thoughts into alignment with his heart, and he then believed with his heart and confessed with his mouth that he believed. This is the thing That moves God. I often heard my dad say, faith is what moves God. Faith is the the ingredient, even a mustard seed, even if it's the tiniest bit, faith is what moves God to give you your miracle, to release your miracle, to release your answer. So, what do we need to do? When we go to God in prayer, we must believe with our heart that He hears us. And we already know he can give us whatever we ask for, right? But we must believe he hears us and know and have confidence and settle it in our mind that he's going to give us what we're asking for. And don't doubt. Because the Bible says, someone who doubts will be like a wave of the sea that's tossed to and fro. Let that man not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. What is he talking about? He's talking about having your heart and your mind aligned and know and, and be settled on the fact that God's word is true, yeah. that he can and will work a miracle for you. Yeah. Where we get into this, this uh, you know, waves of the sea and doubt is where we're trying to figure it out. How is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Where is it going to happen? Don't worry about that. Let God be the one to figure that stuff out. Just know it will happen. Amen? We see throughout the word of God that all kinds of miracles happen and not one of them happened in the same way. Why is that? Because he's showing us that it can happen any way I so desire. Just believe. Just believe. That's all he needs from us. He wants to perform a miracle in your situation We just need to believe. Hallelujah. And just understand that when you approach God, that is faith. When you approach God in prayer, that's already faith. You have the ingredient that you need to receive a miracle. In Matthew 17, 20, Jesus replied, because you have so little faith, I tell you, if you would have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. All he needs is this much. <laughs> not even, you know, I think a mustard seed, you can't even, I think Holly gave me a mustard seed one time. You can't even, I don't know where it went. It's, it's gone because it's so small. It's in a pocket somewhere forever. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs the tiniest bit of faith of you not doubting, but believing and being settled on the fact that he will work that thing out for you. Don't try to figure it out. He will do it, though, because his word never returns void. Only believe. God can work out your situation for your good, even with the smallest mustard seed of faith. Now, it's good to build up your faith praying in the Holy Ghost and meditating and hearing the word of God. You're building your faith. You know, you're, you're going to have greater results but just know this all he needs is this mustard seed just go to him in prayer and know that no matter what it looks like he's going to work it out for you in Matthew 19 26 Jesus looked at them and said with man this is impossible but with God all things are possible Matthew 21 21 I tell you the truth if you have faith and do not doubt oh I just read that didn't I Oh, it takes faith to act on God's word. It takes faith to approach um, and come up into a prayer line or, or come up at the end of service and, and, and humble yourself and ask for prayer in your situation. It takes faith to approach another believer and ask for prayer. But if you ask in faith and you believe you receive it and you don't doubt, you will receive what you've asked for. Where? Why do why do people do without then when they've asked God in prayer and maybe they were in faith to start with but they walked away in doubt? We need to settle the issue the moment we receive a, a prayer of agreement or a prayer of laying hands, uh, you know, in healing. Or We need to settle that in our heart and in our mind that it is done from that moment. When Daniel prayed, he received a manifestation after 21 days right? But the moment he prayed, the answer was on its way. And we need to understand that the moment we pray, God hears us, and the answer is on its way. Our issue is that we need to stay in faith and settle it. That baby's so loud. (laughs) How dare she interrupt? (laughs) There's been so many miracles and healings happening that have been popping up all over. I've been hearing testimonies of I'm so excited. Um, So God's already at work. He's already watching over his word to perform it. I believe, Neilda, you were healed a week ago. Um, She came up in in the prayer after um, service um, to our prayer team and got prayer, and she was instantly healed. And then, I mean, I heard about that, but then um, we were decorating, Neilda and I, and I was like limping. I was like this. Because some, some, there wasn't, like, a lot of pain, but it was, like, it was uncomfortable, and I was, like, limping. Maybe I wore, like, two different size shoes or something. I don't know. But that's what it looked like. And I was limping in a little bit of pain, but I was like, you know what? I need prayer because this is not okay. And so I asked her for prayer. I knew she had just received healing. I asked her for a prayer. And, I mean, I fully expected that I'd be healed, but what I didn't put a limit on God as to when I just knew that I would be healed And um, as soon as she prayed for me, I was instantly healed. It completely vanished, didn't come back. Hallelujah. Praise God. And um, in a little bit, I'll have Amber testify as well. She has a healing testimony to share as well. But um, God... Is the God of miracles. And it's not just healing miracles. It's financial breakthrough miracles. It's it's, uh, restoration to family miracles. It's whatever it is that you need, he is the God of miracles. I like this, what Job said, Job 5, 8, and 9. He says, if I were you, I would appeal to God. I would lay my cause before him. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed and miracles that cannot be counted. What is he saying? He's saying, if I were you, I'd believe in the God of miracles and just act like his word is true. Lay your concern, your worry before the Lord. If I were you, I would understand that God's the God of miracles and he hasn't changed. And whatever your concern is, go to him in prayer. Because he's the God of miracles. Hallelujah. And he watches over his word to perform it. Just do what his word says. Act like it's true. It is, right? He said, I'm not a man that I would lie. Some of us have lied before. I'm not a a, a human that I would change my mind. We've all done that before. I'm going, I'm not going, I'm going, I'm not going. (laughs) I don't lie. I don't change my mind. If I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And have your mind settled on that. Have your heart settled on that. Be in agreement with the word of God and know that he is going to confirm that word. You know, when I'm reading the word of God and and a a scripture speaks to my heart about something, that's him speaking to me. If I'm preaching the word and a certain portion speaks to your heart or God gives you a prophetic word or, or a scripture speaks to your heart, that's God speaking directly to you. Settle it in your heart that he's going to watch over that word and perform it. Settle it in your mind and don't give him, give, give the Lord complete focus and cast down anything that would be contrary to the word that God has spoken to your heart. And have it as a settled issue that you're leaving here and you're healthy, you're whole, you're healed, you're provided for whatever it was you need, no matter what it looks like at that moment. Let me just share, um, in a second I'm going to share awesome scripture with you regarding that. <clears throat> God wants to work all things together for you, but he must, he needs us to believe, believe that he's the God of miracles because he's only able to do what you could ask or imagine. I think we need to meditate on the fact that he is able, that nothing's impossible for him. We need to to look at all the the passages uh, uh, that have, have miracles in it. And say, God is no respecter of persons if he did it there. And the reason he's shown it in the word is because he wants to do it for me. He wants to provide for me. He wants to heal me. He wants to deliver me. He wants to work things out for me. Apply it to your life. Meditate on your word. And let him watch over that word to perform it. Amen. You know what I love about God is he's not a respecter of persons. So if he did something for Clayton and I, he's going to do it for you. Or he wants to do it for you. But you have to believe that he's not respecter of person. He doesn't play favorites. Right? He doesn't love one more than the other. That would be kind of mean. (laughs) We don't love our children one over the other. Sometimes we can get upset at one for being disobedient. And the other one is doing good. And we're like, yes, you know, it's just fresh air to be with the one that's being obedient. And then the other one's being disobedient. But God doesn't play favorites, and he doesn't love one of us more than the other. We just need to believe and have it settled in our heart and not yield to the doubt or worry of when, where, how, but just know that you know that you know he's the God of miracles, and he's going to work it out for you. Amen. Let me show you, there's a f- number of ways God can do miracles, and this is regarding healing miracles. But, but like I said, take God out of the box regarding what you're believing God for and, and stop limiting him as to the how or the where or the when. And just say, Lord, I give it to you, but I just trust that you are going to work this out for my good. In Acts 19, 11, and 12, these are just different ways that God did miracles <clears throat> of healing. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that touched him were made, um, touched him, were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and evil spirits left them. In Mark 16, I I just, I want to remember to do this, so this came to mind earlier, so this will remind me. Okay, later on, we're going to cut this up. We're going to anoint it with oil, we're going to cut it up, and anybody who needs to bring it to a sick loved one can bring it. Okay. In Mark 16, 17, and 18, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. There's no doubt in that passage. There's no doubt in the mind and the heart of God that when we lay hands, a believer lays hands on the sick, that they're going to recover. How many of you know sometimes recovery is instant, like me being healed, Neal to being healed? And sometimes, even in Jesus' ministry, they were healed as they went. The lepers were healed as they went. Blind people were healed as they went and were obedient to do what the Lord told them to do. Sometimes if God, you're praying for healing and God tells you stop eating such and such or start eating such and such or take this certain vitamin or whatever, you need to be obedient just like the man who had to go wash in the pool. Because he's given you the ingredient for your healing or for your miracle. Okay? And then Mark 16, 17. Oh, wait, I just read that. Hallelujah. James 5, 14 and 15, this is is one of the third ways that God can heal um, or bring a miracle. He says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he's committed any sins, it will be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another so that you may be healed. For the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, produces powerful results. Right? So God is ready to to confirm that word. God is ready to watch over that word and perform it in your situation. The prayer of faith will save the sick. And I like that he adds, if there's any sin that allowed it in, it'll be forgiven them. It doesn't even say confess it at that moment. It doesn't even say that there what it said you can confess it to the Lord. And Lord if I allowed anything in that would have given the enemy permission, I just shut the door on the enemy and I repent. Right? But pray and come to the elders of the church in prayer and believe that you receive your miracle. And then in Matthew 18, 19, regarding anything that you're believing God for. Again, I tell you this. If two of you agree on anything, anything at all that you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Well, that's a scripture to stand on. Obviously, you want it in line with the word of God. But if you're believing God for a breakthrough, you're believing God for a miracle, for a healing, for deliverance, For salvation for loved ones. He says, Any two believers agreeing together in prayer, your Father hears you and it will be done of your Father which is in heaven. So when you come together in the prayer of agreement, there's power. There's power in agreement. Because you're coming together and then you're coming with the Lord, and a three braided cord is not easily broken, right? It's a done deal according to the Lord. So settle that in your heart. Settle that in your mind and know that you've got the petitions you've asked for. I want to encourage you. Don't hesitate to come to God in prayer. Don't hesitate. Don't hold in and go through on your own what you're going through. Come together in prayer with another believer and believer being the key. If the person, <laughs> if you kind of know the, the person um, that you're coming together with doesn't believe that you could receive what you're asking the Lord for, then don't pray with them. Pray with someone who you know is going to be in faith for what you're believing for. It's key. It's key. James 4.2 tells us, you have not because you ask not. But then he says, ask and you shall receive. You have not because you ask not. So we got to have faith. Asking means you're in faith. That's that mustard seed of faith. So there's a number of ways that God can bring healing, miracles, and there's a number of things that God could do. Now, once you pray together in prayer and agreement, don't put God in a time box. Don't put God limits on God on the how and the where and the when. And don't get all discouraged walking away if you don't immediately feel it. Just know and be excited that you've got what you came for. And if it's concerning a family member or something that you can't see right then, um, maybe you don't see God working it out for your good. But just have assurance that the minute you got that agreement of prayer, it's done. And that God is going to intervene on your behalf. We need to settle in our hearts that God is not a liar. Because when we doubt, really, that's what we're saying. God, you're a liar. I don't believe you because I'm walking away in doubt. Have it settled in your heart. Have it settled in your heart. In Mark 16, 17, he says, Believers will lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. There's no doubt in God's heart. That's the ingredients for a miracle. Having faith in God. If you want to see a miracle in your life, have faith in God and have someone lay hands on you. If you want to see a miracle in your situation, come together in agreement and prayer with somebody Who believes and have assurance in your heart that he hears you. Amen. Hallelujah. Give him what little bit he's needing, what little bit he's asking for. How many of you believe that God can turn something small as a mustard seed of faith and and produce a miracle? And I see, like, it's kind of funny because. I see this in in Luke 9, 13 through 17, because God can take this small amount, whatever it is that you can give him, give it to him, because he can multiply, he can reproduce. In verse 13, he replied about feeding the 5,000, and then women and children. Give them something to eat, like no biggie, just pull it out of your pockets, give them something to eat. Um, Lord... We've searched. We only have five loaves and two fish. And unless we go out and buy food for the crowd, there's not enough. Um, it says about 5,000 men were there. And he says to his disciples, well, have them sit down in groups of 50. Then the disciples did so. So they're being obedient, and they're kind of getting excited because they've seen God do some things. And what is he going to do? What, what is he going to do? At first, they're a little bit in their understanding. They're a little bit in their worry, or they're a little bit like, how's he going to do this? Unless we go buy the food, there's no way. And that's what we need to get rid of. If you're believing God for a miracle, stop trying to figure it out up here. And just make your brain, your mind, come into alignment with God's word. If you have to, just meditate on it, think on it, renew, renew your mind with his word. Settle it in your heart and and your mind. So so they kind of got over themselves and their understanding, their natural understanding, and they started having faith in God. So they started to be obedient to do what he says to do, and they get them in groups of 50, right? And then the Lord, taking the, the little what they had, taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looks up to heaven and he gives thanks, and he breaks it. Or you could say he blessed it which means to reproduce. (laughs) He blessed it. And he gave it to the disciples to distribute to the people. It says they all ate and were satisfied or full. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over, more than they even started with. Take what little you have and give it to God whether it's you're believing God for financial breakthrough, whether it's you're believing God for, for a breakthrough in your family, whether it's believing God for a breakthrough in, you, in your body, in your physical body, take what little you have. Take that mustard seed of faith to approach God to receive a a prayer cloth, to receive hands laid upon, to receive an agreement of prayer and settle it in your heart and in your mind that God is going to watch over this word because you've acted on it and he's going to perform it. Settle it in your heart and mind and walk away having assurance that you know you've got what you came for. Amen? Why? Because God's word is true. And it does not return void. We, Clayton and I, have seen God work all kinds of miracles in our lives. We've seen him work financial miracles in our lives. I I was just healed last week, and I was healed another time um, supernaturally of a a pinched sciatic nerve. It was like three weeks. Some of you saw me sitting on a stool up here. I could barely sit on the stool. It, It was extremely bad. It was a couple of years back and then I went to glory culture, and Kristen and Yen, a friend of ours, actually laid hands on me that night, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, never again. Now, I didn't feel instantly better, but I heard him say, never again, and I was like, okay, praise the Lord, whatever. I went through that glory culture and, you know, still felt the pain and all that. I left, and I put Jude to bed that night, and I fell asleep, and then I got up to go to my bed, and it was real easy, and it dawned on me, it's gone. It's gone. It completely vanished. Um, I received my miracle. See, it's, it's, it's different every time. We can't limit God to, to the how, and that's where we get it wrong, because if he doesn't do it in your way, then you start to get into doubt and unbelief, and you won't receive it at that moment. You won't receive it this time until you get yourself in faith. He needs just the smallest mustard seed of agreement of your heart and mind. Any of you asking anything, thinking anything, it will be done of your Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. It will be yours. Thinking of the woman with the issue of blood and the woman... She was there, and she was subject to bleeding for 12 years in Luke 8, 43 through 48. No one could heal her. I mean, she had faith to be healed. She had faith in the doctor. She, she believed that she was going to receive her healing, or she wouldn't have been motivated to go and spend everything she had, right? She had faith that was motivating her to be healed. But she went, and she spent everything she had, and no one could heal her. And she said to herself, and you know the story, and I'm not reading this verbatim, but she said to herself, if I go but touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I will be made whole. She had this mustard seed of faith that this stuff hasn't worked. But if I go to Jesus, because she had her testimonies that he heals. She came up behind him, touched the end of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Now this one is an immediate healing. So it can happen immediately as well. Who touched me, Jesus asked. They all denied it. And Peter said, Master, there's people crowding and pressing against you all around. And Jesus said, no, someone touched me. I know it because power has come out of me. So notice, it's faith that draws the power. It's faith that brings the miracle. Jesus said, someone touched me, I know, because power went out of me. Then the woman, seeing that she couldn't go unnoticed, came trembling at his feet in the presence of all the people, and she told um, that she touched him and that she knew she was instantly healed. Then he said to her, this is important to note, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. All along in her life, in our lives, God has always had the power. There's never been a moment that he didn't have the power to work things out for your good. There's never been a moment that he didn't have the power to heal, deliver, save, set free. But it was the moment she got into faith in her heart and in her mind that he was going to heal her. And at that moment, immediately, she was made whole. God wants us to take him at his word. He wants us to act. He wants us to believe. And he wants it to be settled in our heart and mind. That he wants to give us what we're asking for. Hallelujah. In John 4, I think 48 through 53, yes. Unless... You people see signs and wonders, Jesus told them. You will never believe. The royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied. So, so Jesus isn't like, oh, okay. I'll go. I'll heal him. Well, he did it for other people. He went to their house and raised the daughter, you know. <clears throat> she had died. But this Roman official comes to him and says, Lord, Come. Before my child dies. And Jesus just doesn't, you would almost say he didn't give him too much time of day. He just says, go. Just go. Your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and he departed. He didn't start, it doesn't say he was like, I thought for sure he would come to my house. I thought for sure at least he would pray with me. He didn't even do that. He just said, go. He'll be healed. Do you know that God's word is settled? The Bible says, so be it. That settles it. Amen means so be it. The minute Jesus says something, that settles it. And so when he said, go, your son will be healed, This man doesn't get into worry, doubt, unbelief because it didn't happen the way he intended. His mind was thinking, Jesus is going to come to my house and heal my son. That was his understanding of how healing was supposed to happen. But Jesus didn't do it that way. And I think that God sometimes doesn't want to do it the way we plan in our heads. Because he wants you to see that he's a miracle. He can do it whatever way he wants to do it. And so take the limits off and settle that in your heart and your mind that he will do it, but his way. Sir, come down. Go, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on his way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to what time his son got better, they said to him yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. The father realized that this was the exact time which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So from the moment, just like Daniel, from the moment he began to pray, from the moment the Lord said, your son will live, he began to be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is it you need from the Lord? Don't put God in a box. Whether he heals you immediately, just keep believing. Whether it looks like your marriage is restored immediately or not. Whether it looks like the provision's right there and then or not. If you're believing God is the God of miracles and he says, nothing is impossible for me. All things are possible to him who will believe. When you come together in prayer, or when you get hands laid upon you, or when you lay that prayer cloth on that person, the anointing is released. And just have assurance in your heart that God's word is true. And he watches over that word to perform it. He gets glory from it. Amen. He does not lie. Hebrews 11.1 one tells us, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not yet seen. That means you're going to stand in faith. Faith is believing before you see it. That man walked away and he believed Jesus' word before he saw the miracle manifest. The woman with the issue of blood believed in her heart, must have seen with her mind that if I reach out, And touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She saw it, or she wouldn't have acted upon that. And when her heart and her mind came into agreement and settled that she was gonna be made whole, she got an answer. Have it settled. We need to take God at his word. We need to realize he's not a liar. And we need to meditate on the fact that he is the God of miracles, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But don't limit him. Don't limit him. Amen? I want to encourage you today. We're going we're to take up this morning's offering, but then right after that, we're going to have a prayer line. Whether it's for healing, whether it's for, for a, a, a situation that you're going through in your family, whether it's a financial situation, do not be ashamed. And do not be in doubt. But just know that God is going to watch over this word and perform it. And he is going to give you a testimony to testify about. Amen. We're going to have a prayer line um, with our our pastoral team here. And we're going to lay hands on this prayer cloth and we'll cut it up so that um, you can take one home for yourself or for for your loved ones. Or you can come and have the prayer of agreement. Or we can anoint you with oil, whatever the the team feels led to do. But just know, just know. And I testify that God's word is true. And no, you are not in doubt if you've already been believing God for a miracle. Come in to the line and receive another um, application of the anointing of the Lord. How many times do we take, and I'm not bashing medicine, okay, I believe that God can work with your faith and with, with the medicine, and if he tells you to stop taking medicine, then you stop, okay? But, but how many times do we take medicine? If you have a headache, you take it once, right? And then like a week or two later, you may have another symptom of another headache, and, and do you just not ever take it again? No, you probably have another dose, right? And so... It's okay to have more than one dose of, of anointing. It's okay. And maybe this time, maybe last time you didn't understand how it works. But this time, faith is built up in you. Right, you. Amen. Amen. Um, so we're going to take up this morning's tithes and offerings right now because then I want to give God opportunity to um, watch over his word and perform it in our lives. Remember, even with this, give what little you have to the Lord.